Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Muma, and you're listening to Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. Job Search Guide calls on our guests to provide some knowledge and perspective that will hopefully lead you to your next great position. And today's guest is definitely interested in helping all the people out there who feel like they might be stuck in a lousy job. Now, he wants all of you to use that position to leverage it into your dream job. His name is Paul Angoni. He's a speaker, a humorist, the author of 101 Secrets for Your 20s, and he's also the creator of allgrownup.com. That's grown as in G-R-O-A-N. It's a popular website for those struggling with that question we all come across. Well, what now? His work has also been featured on the Huffington Post, Sirius XM Radio, Collegiate Magazine, Relevant Magazine, a number of areas you can find his work. And his article, 21 Secrets for Your 20s, has been read by over a million people in over 180 countries. Paul, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. It's an honor. Well, it's definitely a topic that I think a lot of our listeners will be interested in. But that was the first question that popped in my mind is we're talking about, okay, lousy job, dream job. Why do you think this would be a popular topic among our listeners? Well, gosh, you know, I'm, I mean, the main, one of the main audience groups that I really talk to for, for the majority of my time is 20-somethings, right? You know, I, I wrote a book called 101 Secrets Your 20s, and I definitely think for this age group, it really hits home, but I know it, it's beyond just 20-somethings, 30-somethings, 40-somethings, whatever age it might be. I think we all get into those positions basically where, where you have to pay the rent, mm-hmm. where you have to pay your mortgage, where you have to buy food. You know, the reality of staying alive. <laughs> and, and that takes the wheel and your dreams and your, your passion and whatever, those things that we hear, hear about in our college graduation speech, right? You know, go follow your passion, go chase your dreams. Those all go take the back seat and, and they're taking a nap and maybe they're more in hibernation for the last five years as you're paying the bills as you're working that job that is just not exactly getting you up excited in the morning. Sure. So I think we've uh, many of us can relate to that, that feeling of, man, this is not where I thought my life would be, and how do I get out of this? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do I actually start taking those steps back towards a job that, that I actually would enjoy that is more aligned with, with who I am? Right. Well, you bring up a good point that as much as you focus on sort of those 20-somethings that this can apply across the board, you know, people maybe get stuck in those type positions for the reasons you discussed right there. And I wonder, how does that help knowing that you're not alone in this, that there are probably millions of people who have either been through it or are currently going through it? How does that actually help in trying to get out of that situation? Yeah, that, that's a great point. And, and that's one of the biggest things I come across. You know, when people email me or, or, or I go to a speaking engagement, they want to talk to me. That's sometimes, sometimes the first thing out of their mouth is, thank God I'm not alone mm. in this. I, I thought I was the only one that was, that was struggling with this. And, and, and the problem with that is that you start isolating yourself and then you don't want to reach out to anybody and you don't want to talk to your friends about it because you think the reality that they're painting on Facebook is the reality of their lives, <laughs> right. when most likely it's not. You know, they might be wrestling with the same kind of questions that you are, but we're all just very good at sometimes at putting a PR spin on our own lives on Facebook, right? We, we kind of paint this picture that is amazing when really we're struggling with those same questions. And, and just finding that sense of connection and community can be a great just kind of therapeutic mm-hmm. thing to help you start talking about it, but also can be a great networking tool because those people that you start reaching out to and asking for advice, they can maybe help you get to that next position or figure out some strategies for how to, how to get out of this. I definitely appreciate the, uh, the networking angle. And we'll get to that in a moment, but you brought up Facebook and of course people are going to share lots of things on there, good and bad. Mm-hmm. 
what, I guess what is your overall thought on using social media as a forum to talk about a job? I mean, does it have its benefits or do you see it as more of a danger area? Yeah, I think especially if you're in that, that bad place where you're, <laughs> you're really struggling at work and you, you want to go on Facebook or you want to go on Twitter or wherever it is and start to complain, I think that's, that's the real no-no. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter how terrible jo- your job is. It doesn't matter how big of a jerk your boss might be. None of that matters to the people that you're complaining to because they're not experiencing it themselves. Mm. So they can't see it. They can't smell it. They can't touch it themselves. So when you start complaining, and I know we have all uh, have these kind of friends as well. All of us can relate to this. And maybe we've been this person before. But you, you start getting sick of reading their Facebook posts or hearing from them on Twitter because they're just complaining all the time. Yeah. And there, there's not one boss or not one company or friend that's going to want to hire you because they know, hey, it's just a matter of time before they start complaining about me as well. That's what they're going to be worried about. So it does not help your job searching opportunities at all because nobody wants to help somebody that's just complaining all the time find a new opportunity. That's just not the way people are wired. Do you then see any value in, in utilizing social media? I mean, maybe it's LinkedIn. Uh, or do you see any safety net there in terms of, hey, I'm trying to maybe move on from this position. I have to reach out somehow, and this is a, a huge net. I mean, do you have any thoughts uh, going that route? Yes, definitely. I mean, yeah, on the flip side, I think social media can obviously be a very strategic place for you to do your job searching. And even, you know, a great way to leverage your skill set, leverage your resume, leverage who you are. You know, there's so many great tools online even to take it, you know, one step further away from just creating a LinkedIn profile, which, mm-hmm. which is great. I think everybody should have a, a, a good online presence on LinkedIn. Um, but also maybe it's even creating your own website. Uh, I write about this in my book, 101 Secrets to Your 20s, that I, I really think creating your own website can be the most powerful magnifier uh, for a job search that you can do because you can start painting your skills in a very visible way whether you're a photographer or whether you're an artist or maybe you're in real estate and you can start writing about real estate issues, uh, articles that you like. You can start being a source. And I think that starts helping you um, gain a network and helps give you a home base for your online networking where people can check you out further. Mm-hmm. But it also could lead to that next job opportunity where somebody finds an article that you've uh, read or um, joins your website and then they're like, man, I got to hire this person or what's this guy doing? I, I want to bring him on. I think it can be a great way to even leverage that social media presence even further. In talking about networking, I think that's something that it's been brought up to us on, on different occasions that, you know, I'm in the position, I have all these contacts, but I can't really use them to network because uh, it's clearly a red flag and a no-no and it's going to end up burning you in the end. So where else can you turn to really find those people that can connect you or maybe they heard about something or they know somebody and where do you, where do you go to network when you're still in a position? You obviously don't want to sacrifice that. Well, I think, I think sometimes, yeah, being in the position, when you're, when you're in a job, that, that's typically one of the best times to keep your ears out there and to be kind of actively searching for a new position without necessarily telling people you're sure. doing that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think you can even leverage that existing network, that existing pool. You know, obviously, maybe not the person sitting right next to you, right. <laughs> but, you know, your, your college alumni, friends of your parents, friends of your fraternity, whatever it might be those networks that you've been involved in, and, and just asking them out to lunch. Just say, hey, I want to reconnect. Can I take you out to coffee? And it doesn't even necessarily need to be couched in, oh, I'm trying to find a new job, right? You know, sure. that's the red flag. But just going out, and I, I think just reconnecting with people, and if you can do it in person, that's the best. 
but maybe even it's just a 15-minute phone call um, and saying, hey, I'd just love to reconnect and hear what you're doing. I, I'm just, I just want to know what you're about. I, you know, I, I haven't connected with you in a year. And people love talking about themselves, <laughs> number one. You know, that, they love that, you know, especially if they're doing something cool. So just go out and have a conversation. And maybe it's just a good way to connect with a new friend or a reestablish a friendship, or maybe it will lead to something because maybe they'll start talking and they'll, they'll open up that there's five new positions at their company. And, and maybe that leads to something. Sure. I do appreciate that, uh, sort of the authentic part of it, because a lot of people, and myself included, don't like that sort of schmoozing idea and you're trying to get something out of people. But to your point, make it a real connection, make it personal, and that can help lead to probably a better opportunity. Exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and this can even be applied pretty well on, on social media, obviously LinkedIn. And, you know, and Twitter has even been a great networking tool for me. You know, I call, I, I call Twitter, you know, networking on kind of Instaroids. Right. You know, it's just instant networking. And, and you could possibly connect with anybody in the world just instantly. And I've used Twitter, you know, just commenting on somebody else's tweets or, or reading an article that they've uh, posted on, on Twitter and starting a conversation. I, I've used that to be a conversation starter around a, a certain topic that we're both interested in. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it's helping 20-something succeed. And then I've used that to take it off of Twitter, and maybe the next thing is a Skype conversation or an email or whatever it might be. And that's a great way to start a conversation with somebody that might be an influencer in your field that could, again, possibly lead to an opportunity, but it's not about you trying to find a job. It's about creating a a connection, creating a conversation, and then maybe that authentically leads to an ask or them asking you later down the road. So it's always best to start now. You know, don't wait for when you've been unemployed for a year, but start now, even if you're in that current job that you're trying to get out of. Those are a great piece of advice for our listeners and just, um, you know, some things to keep in mind for all those that might be in a situation we're talking about. And um, even if you're in a good position, you never know what could come about with those, those connections. Now, we were sort of talking about this idea again of, you know, you're in a lousy job or you just don't like it. You just can't take it anymore. And maybe it's not the job. Maybe it's not the company. Maybe it's that you actually do have a passion to do something else, what can someone do to maybe, I don't know, energize themselves a little bit? Sure. That, that, and that's a great question. And, and personally, for me, this was the biggest in my own life. When I was working jobs, I, I, I knew I didn't want to climb the ladder in, you know, careers, you know, I was mainly in recruiting. And I knew I didn't want to be in recruiting. You know, it was an okay job, but I knew it wasn't me. And so you're right. What really energized me and what got my, um, my kind of passion and creativity going was starting what, you know, what people call what kind of the label is starting a side hustle. <laughs> you know, you hear that a lot. Right. Now, what's going to be your side hustle? So you're, you're not basically going out and being a full fledged entrepreneur tomorrow, but what can you start right now in the fringes of your day? You know, maybe it's getting up at five in the morning, like I, like I was doing and working for two hours before you go to work, but you're working on something that you want to try to create. You know, and for me, that was, I want to be a writer, I want to be a speaker, I want to connect with 20-somethings, give them hope and encouragement. So I started a, a blog, allgrownup.com, to, to start doing that, to start creating a, um, a conversation and an audience. And, but I was doing it all on the outskirts of my time. You right. know, and I have, I get the realities of it. I have two kids, you know, I have a two-and-a-half-year-old and a one-year-old and a wife. You know, so free time is not, <laughs> uh, there's not a lot of that. It definitely means sacrifice, but you'll start soon realizing that, man, you can't wait to get up early. You can't wait to stay up late 
because now you're starting to really do and you're plugging away at what you really want to move into. Hopefully, you know, if you can start leveraging that into how do you make money. Do you see any dangers to that at all? I mean, affecting you in some way? Uh, again, I, there are pros and cons to everything that we do, of course. But what would you maybe warn our listeners about if they did dive into that side hustle, as you call it? Sure. You know, I know, you know, for me, then there's always the real temptation to um, carry that into your day job. Right. You know, we're at, we're at the computer for most of our jobs. You know, that's most of our life sitting there. So I know for myself, there was even those times where you want to continue it forward. You know, maybe you're jumping on Twitter, or you're, you're writing articles, or you're doing something, but it's more for your side hustle than it is for your eight to five. And um, if it starts affecting your eight to five job, obviously you gotta, you got to put some, uh, some boundaries there mm-hmm. where you say, hey, I'm not going to do this. And so for me, that meant not taking a lot of lunch breaks with my coworkers anymore, but during that hour lunch, I would also try to be plugging away at my side hustle, doing other things. Right. And there can be some detriment to that too. You know, that definitely made me more of a, a little bit of an outsider to some extent because I wasn't going out and hanging out with people all the time from my office. It was definitely a culture where you, you hung out and you went to lunch together. Uh, so sometimes that can, that can kind of set you apart where, man, is he really, is he really here? Is he really going to be a, is he a part of the game here or not? And so you do have to be careful about that. How are you going to manage that? Because the, the perception might be your, your side hustle is, what you really care about, and you're just doing this to pay the bills, and people might start getting a little bit uh, frustrated with that if, if they feel that's what you're doing. Sure, sure. You know, we're uh, looking to wrap things up a little bit in just our conversation. I think you've given our listeners some nice insight again and um, some nuggets for them to use going forward. If they are in this position or they're just looking for something else, what else would you suggest to people? What advice would you give to them? What direction would you lead them to help if they want to, as we talked about from the beginning, leverage that so-called lousy job into the dream position that they really want? Yeah. You know, I, I think for all of us, no matter how lousy our job may feel, th- there's one little piece of it that we enjoy. You know, and, and maybe we only spend 30 minutes of our day doing that one little piece, or maybe it's 30 minutes a week doing that one little piece but can you find that one thing, those five things, whatever it is that you really enjoy, and then how do you start creating more assignments or leverage that to where you can spend more of your time doing that, that one thing? You know, so maybe you're, you're an assistant and you're at the front desk all day and you're mainly taking calls, but sometimes you get an assignment where you have to manage the books. You know, you're, you're doing, uh, you know, Excel spreadsheets and you love numbers. You know, how can you start creating more ideas to where maybe you can even pitch it to your supervisor that you can shift more of your time doing that one thing that you love because you're showing them results. Mm -hmm. You're excited about it. You know, supervisors love people that take initiative. Uh, You know, if they're a good supervisor, if, if they see the value in it, how can you show that value so that maybe you can even start shifting your current role to do the thing that you enjoy doing more and the things that you don't enjoy less. So can you find that one thing in your lousy job and start honing more skills in that area? Because maybe that even creates a new job in your current company, or maybe you're able to leverage that skill set to another job because now you have the experience because you've been working at it within your current job. I actually, I love that piece of advice just as far as finding what you really enjoy within your current position and, and taking that initiative to go to your employer. I think that's a, I think that's a great 
piece of advice for our listeners once again. Uh, a perfect way to wrap things up here on this edition of Job Search Guide. Once again, our guest has been Paul Angoni. Uh, you can find his work at allgrownup.com. Again, that's grown as in G-R-O-A-N. And you can also check out his book, 101 Secrets for Your 20s. Paul, thanks again for sharing your insights with us today. I think uh, our listeners definitely got a lot from you. Oh, thank you. It's an honor being on. Appreciate it. And as always, we want your suggestions and comments to make their way onto LJN Radio. So listeners, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any thoughts that you'd like us to explore on future episodes of any of our podcasts. One more time, I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.